Hello, and welcome to Two Drunk Chumps, Episode 5. I'm Chachi. And I'm Cheddar. And this week we're going to continue our discussion on uh, car entertainment systems. Um, I guess back when I was growing up, there was, you know, what came in the car was pretty pathetic. And, you know, the first thing you did was look for an upgrade, especially as in high school and college, you know, they were really not a whole lot to choose from and everybody's rushing out to the store to get some some blau or or something else to upgrade their 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 stereo and subwoofers and and get it all sounding good and I, you know i i think uh cars have come quite a ways in the uh entertainment uh, systems and vehicles today absolutely the, the quality of the the built-in speakers have just gotten so much better you don't really need to be upgrading the the speaker system anymore you know well i guess if you it depends on what uh which model you get and the base level i'm sure could use some upgrading but the the option is there on on the higher end uh versions of most cars Um, true true and I guess that can be a fault because a lot of times you can't get the upgraded stereo without getting the ultimate deluxe package. And some, some prices are pretty expensive uh, on that high end model for the, the, you know, if you want the best stereo that they offer, it's not just, Oh, let me add in this is like, you have to buy it as part of a, a huge package of options. Yeah. It's, it's usually combined with some sort of convenience package or driver package. It, it gets pretty frustrating if you really want to get exactly the stuff you want and nothing to the, the extras right now and both of us i think are pretty picky when it comes to the options you know we just want it exactly how we want it and we've not gone as far as ordering the exact car we want but it's you know a pretty exhausting search you know trying to find that that perfect one with all the options yeah we generally know which car we're wanting when we go to a dealer and, Which exact VIN number? Right, uh, and you went. Uh, yours came in from where last time you bought a car? Uh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm trying to remember. My car is 11 years old, so I know that they had to drive it in from about 500 miles away. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I I I think I would like to order that perfect model, but then the whole waiting process, and I'm sure you don't get as good as a deals if you got one that's been sitting on the lot lot for a few months. Yeah, sometime I might might need to try that out and see what what kind of a pain that becomes. And I I think I recently heard that uh, Chevy was going to reduce the number of variants and uh, the number of options uh, because it was something in the thousands of different configurations that you could possibly get. And they were just kind of narrow that down to about 30 or so. I think that would actually help people a lot because when you go to a dealership, you're already getting a little in, uh, tensed up and nervous trying to not get kind of run over by the dealer. If uh, instead of having, you know, like you said, thousands of options, if you could just narrow it down, I think it's going to make the consumer have a much better experience. Right. And what would really suck is like you you find the all the options you want but it's not the right color because they've got, you know, a hundred different <laughs> models on the lot, but not a single one of them configured the same. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, there, I've, I have already gone through and, and built my car and then searched for the the matches, and you know what? I have never found an exact match. Right, and you know, I think uh, Toyota does this a lot, and it's, you know, you get like five option packages, and that's it. And it's like, yeah, you might be paying for some stuff you don't want, but really it's going to be a big money saver, you know, producing the car. You don't have to worry about so many different configurations to keep track of. It seems, you know, it seems like a win-win for both, you know, consumers get a better value. They get, you know, a, a few more options all, you know, bundled in. You helps the buying process, helps the manufacturing, the maintenance process. It, it, you know, it seems like a good path for me I, I don't i like having the choice um as long as the you know they bundle reasonably packaged together i think it'd be okay yeah um but as far as focusing on the entertainment system um you know i guess about 10 years ago or so they started getting with the the touch screens and um with the you know i think both of us had uh, got dodges or jeeps about the same time with the my gig you know infotainment center system and wow that that yeah. was a pretty crummy setup i have right. to admit yeah you know it, it sounded so good on paper it's like oh you can put all your mp3s on there and voice search and all this and this was in the very infancy of of the infotainment system so they got a lot of things wrong yeah and how many times you could press that info button and search for a band and just have no idea what you're asking for it was i don't i could probably count on one finger the number of times i pressed the button and got exactly what i wanted the first time i don't even think i loaded up the hard drive it was so bad uh yeah, I but, did. I did, but I, you know, just the I gave up on the voice search. It just, it just oh, didn't. Voice work. search was terrible. It not only for for trying to search for music, but if you wanted to try to put in a destination for the navigation system, I mean, it took you ten minutes to go through all the menus to be able to locate a, either an address or some some point of interest that was in their database. Hopefully, it was in their database. Right. One of the funniest things I could not believe is that you could not play an album in album order on that system. It was only alphabetical order. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it didn't read I it didn't read MP3 tags. And this is how antiquated it is. It could read MP3 tags. It would only look at the the file name. And that's that's all yeah. you could see. That was definitely the infancy. Uh, they, it was the beginning, and they got it just so wrong. I mean, the other side of, you know, if we try to branch out from just the entertainment system, but the navigation side, uh, you know, it used a, a DVD or it copied a DVD of maps onto the hard drive, and you know, from that moment on, you're stuck with that day unless you want to to spend like three hundred dollars for an update to get the next year's map data. Right. And this, the funny thing is they're still charging that amount for map updates. I'm like, 
Google and Apple and all these companies provide free map updates and you're still charging two, three hundred bucks for a map update? And like why on earth would you want a navigation system in your car? Yeah, uh, anymore. Uh, they've, I think they've gone away from that route to a degree. Definitely if you wanted to use the Apple CarPlay or the Android Auto, but since they're using your phone's uh, system to provide the, the map data. Though I remember in my the the my gig that had a twenty gig hard drive, which was absurd. As hard as it was to navigate, I can't imagine actually putting twenty gigs of songs on there and being able to find anything. Yeah, that. I mean, navigating through that was a nightmare because um, I think it only showed you about six or seven directories at a time, or six or seven items in the list at a time right yeah i think what i really used it for is i made a playlist i think of all the songs on there and just you know would play that and just had you know all the kind of same music so play it on shuffle yeah that's that's about what it was good for yeah so so uh what was your next infotainment system that you used you know see i got i had the jeep and then i got a uh uh, a Ford truck that had the second generation sync, which was slightly better, you know, it was a little bit more colorful. Um, still not quite there, you know. It, it the voice worked a little better, um, played MP3s a little better, um, but that's about it. No, didn't. Well, one, no, one of the things that was new. To, to Microsoft, or at least was unique to Microsoft, was that they kind of separated up the, the screen into four quadrants, and you could have different things on each of those quadrants. Granted, they're set, right? But right. at least you could see uh, more than just, well, here's your map data, or here's your radio. Uh, that, to me, was a pretty interesting feature that they didn't capitalize on enough in that version. But uh, was definitely a nice to have that, that probably people didn't realize uh, was innovative at the time. Right. It, well, the one thing that annoyed me about that system is that on the lower end system that just had the four inch monochrome screen, you could integrate Pandora and Spotify to your phone. But on the big eight inch screen, you couldn't do that. There was no phone integration at all. That's uh, just <laughs> right. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, I understand if you've got Bluetooth, you can play any music you want from your phone. But I mean, if you have to dig the phone out of your pocket and then unlock it and then scan through to find the, your station, that's just that's too much work when you're trying to drive. Yeah, it's supposed to be easier. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they had some nice features like you could customize the, the background and the community had made like a, a template to where you could get all the quadrants and, you know, it would uh, you could put different pictures in each of the quadrants for the, the different, you know, it had uh, the navigation, your uh, heat and cooling, your radio, and then your phone were the four quadrants. So you could, you know, have the same background for the whole screen or you could 
uh, use this template and put a different picture in each quadrant. So it was kind of nice. It was customizable. Um, the one thing I didn't like is that every time you started, it went back to the default home screen instead of if I'm, uh, I'm on music, I want to keep it on music because if you're on that home screen, there's no way to like change presets or change stations or anything. You, so you, every time you always had to go into the music screen, if you wanted to change anything. Besides, Did I guess the stealing rope controls not work. Yeah, you could do you could do st- the presets up and down. From okay, there. But just that the little stuff, right? Um, and then you could cycle through. Uh, I, I guess the up and down would do the different stations, um, but then the there was only a like a button press to go through the presets, and once you went like. Uh, say satellite radio one two three then it would go to fm then am then usb and you had to go through all you had to of, cycle through all every of single source oh, that's to get annoying. back to preset one it wasn't like an up and down thing yeah that was uh, another little uh, annoyance yeah all right uh that about does it for this week we talked a little bit uh, about car technology we'll continue discussion on that next week So, signing off, this is Chachi. And there's this Cheddar. See you on the flip side.